So Falcon and Winter Soldier Episode 3, I think, should have been named The Zemo Show. And the reason I'm saying that is because he really focused a lot more on Zemo in this one. Um, and Zemo breaks the internet. He was dancing. Uh, we'll get into more of that a little bit later. But welcome, guys, to Rejected Heroes Media Podcast. I'm JC. And this week, like I said, we're talking about Episode 3 of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I don't know. This one really wasn't my favorite episode. There was a lot to go into this, but uh, I don't know. I was kind of more... Like I said, it felt like the Zemo show, so it was also like a like a heist movie. That's what I got from it. Um, definitely one of the weaker, to me, one of the weaker episodes of the series. But I mean, we're only in episode three, so I could be totally wrong on this. Um, usually am for a lot of these things, and that's okay. But you know, initially when we see Zemo sell, it was two one eight seven, which was a cool Star Wars reference. But now it's six one seven two. Um, so I. I'm wondering why there was a change or if it was like a, you know, a movie mistake that we see. Um, and so we see Bucky and, and Zemo kind of talking and Zemo tells him, you know, hard feelings, you were a necessary means to an end. And so he was using him to get back to the Avengers or get back at the Avengers for everything that they've done to him. Um, and you see in, in Bucky's face like, oh yeah, okay, you know, you and I are going to be friends after this. But... It was very, this whole episode drew very big on, you have information, I need it, let's work together. Um, and it was kind of a prominent theme, because you see it technically three times in, in the in the, in the the series. Well, not in the series, but like in this episode alone. Um, Bucky breaks him out of prison, well, he breaks Zemo out of prison. And, you know, it was, it was kind of cool to see how the heist played out, you know, the hypothetical heist, the way he was telling, you know, Sam. And... It, I was expecting Nicolas Cage to show up, not going to lie. And when they when they find out that Baron, you know, that Zemo is a Baron, I was like, cool, we're, go- we're going that route. We're keeping the fact that he's rich. Um, because if you're unfamiliar in the comics, Baron Zemo is a rich guy. Um, and his father was a World War II scientist. And so he's kind of taken up that, you know, that pathway, career, if you want to call it. Um, so he's kind of following something. That's driving him along the lines. I don't fully trust Zemo. Just like oh, I don't fully trust John Walker. But you know. They kind of need him at this point. Um, when they get to Magipore. Because you know. Zemo's like I got friends in high places. And you're not going to like it. We got to go undercover. And, and all that. Um, when they get to Magipore. I was like dude. This is so cool. You know. We get an X-Men. Uh, a definite X-Men reference. Magipore was a key location in the X-Men comics. Um. The Princess Bar, which is what you see kind of like it, it very briefly draws over, was owned by Patch, um, who was actually Logan in the comics. He was undercover. Um, and Mystique flooded the rivers with like a mutant enhancement drug in the comic books. So to see that, you know, kind of solidifies that, you know, we can be getting more X Men references in this episode or, you know, more of like. Okay, when are we going to see the X-Men? I know it's going to be a few years. They just announced it. Same thing with the Fantastic Four. But um, it also gave me very big John Wick and Night City vibes. If you've played Cyberpunk 2077. Um, But which was interesting because the director for this was Chad Stalisky. I'm butchering that and I'm so sorry. Um, Who was the director for the John Wick franchise for this episode. And so they go off and meet this chick named Selby. 
and she's like a high roller and she's like i've got information of course they're asking you like who's been making the winter soldier thing and you know she's like oh you want information i'll give you a breadcrumb but you gotta pay more and then of course you know everything is very uh predictable sam gets a phone call and it's his sister and they're talking and you know i was i don't know i was expecting you, you would think if my brother's an avenger and he answers me and i don't know where he's at i would be very careful with what i'm saying like you know yeah let me tell you what i what's on my mind but he's like what situation you know oh yeah i'm gonna have that guy killed like i would be listening to things and be like oh okay i get it you're doing your thing <laughs> let me call you back and, you know but i i'd be awkward like oh oh are you on a mission Oh, dude, uh, my bad. Let me let me call you back. I, I think I totally blow it the same way. <laughs> she was like, Sam, who's Sam? And so they put the bounty on him after that chick gets killed. But um, we also get to see Sharon Carter, which was interesting, you know, to see where she's been after uh, Civil War. And she's kind of become a high roller also. She's, you know, selling, you know, art that she's stolen from around the world that's not, you know, she's replaced it with forged art and and all that so but my thing is did she become the power broker i mean because for a position like that where she's at she could definitely become the power broker like we you know the power broker in the comics was this crime boss and he wanted to sell you know this power could be anything that he had but you know to keep constant with the timeline it would have been it would this timeline would have made perfect sense for all these years she couldn't you know if she was blipped away or not we don't know but that would have given her enough time to become this crime boss, to, you know, become something different from what she was. Because remember, she was on the run for stealing Cap's suit and, and everything else, but she was never pardoned. And so she even tells them, like, I can't go back to the States and this and that. And then once again, we get the, you know, we need information to help us out. Scratch my back and scratch yours. And so they go find Dr. Nagel, who, you know, of course, that information was given by um, Shelby. And he turns out to be a CIA agent who was blipped, not agent, but like a CIA scientist that was blipped, working on the Winter Soldier uh, project from Isaiah Bradley and was able to solidify those compounds. And he said he made about 20 vials and those were stolen. So we know that there's 20, you know, vials left, which one could be given to John Walker or he ends up taking one because, you know, U.S. agent is kind of on the same par as Captain America, but we haven't seen that just yet. Um, there's still time for John Walker to become Captain Dickhead. <laughs> and I, I cannot stand that guy. He's not my Captain America. But um, side story to all that, you know, John Walker's, of course, behind the trail playing detective, like trying to get where they're at. And so when they go to um, that German business that we saw in episode two, the guy spits in his face and he's like, do you know who I am? And I was like, you know, I'm not my Captain America. Steve Rogers would have never done that. Steve Rogers would have never interrogated anybody like that. You know, he would have been like, okay, let's work on this, you know, in a decent manner. But no, John Walker wants to be Captain, Captain Prick. And so, you know, I was like, this guy, this guy just needs to give his shield up. I'm, I'm tired of it. And, you know, it's really sad to see that. A lot of fans have been giving Wyatt Russell death threats, which we should never do to an actor. Um, I don't. If you don't like someone as an actor, just say I don't like you as an actor. Don't give him death threats. But you know, he plays this 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 character very well. For me to hate him as a character, but not as an actor, and we'll just leave that at that. But 
once again, you know, they're they're in the cargo bay area um, of, of the shoreline. And when they get to that doctor, he's kind of like, he sees Zemo and he's like, oh, man, I'm fucked. And so, you know, he's giving his uh, super villain monologue and then, pop, you know, Zemo pops him. And I was like, dude, come on. You know, but then the but the fact that how fast Zemo ran out of there gives me definite you know confirmation that I don't trust him. I don't know what he's doing, and so you know he's walking on top of the the the, the cargo container, and it was a very cool Nick Christopher Nolan. Um, I was gonna say Nicholas Cage, very cool Christopher Nolan reference with uh, the Dark Knight when they're both kind of just standing there with their masks, and, and of course I'm talking about you know uh, the Joker if you don't remember that reference um but then you see zemo kind of take out these guys with a uh, i think he shot like a propane tank or something um saving sam and bucky and then like you're, you're like all right zemo what are you doing and he pulls up with this really sweet ride and you know when sam and bucky jump in and sam's like you're not gonna move the seat up and <laughs> bucky's like no was a cool reference to you know when they're in that little car at civil war but a lot of this, like I said, I don't know, this this whole episode was just kind of all over the place because there seemed to have been a subplot that should have been there. Um, but we really don't get to see it because of the pandemic. So a lot of the audio that's off, off camera um, was not really centered to the story. And, you know, I'm talking about, like, when Sharon walks away and she's like, oh, yeah, like, Dr. Nagel's this guy. And then Dr. Nagel's talking about something and it was like, when he's talking about uh, Carly Morgenthal's mom, who looks to be like the matriarch of the Flag Smashers, but she dies, so we really don't get a lot from her, and then all that. But you know, that's due to the pandemic and stuff. So that was, you know, it was kind of sad to see not the full story play out there. But um, no, I mean this this episode was kind of, like I said, not too much story wise. It was kind of I don't know. I felt like this was a filler episode. We still have three more episodes left. Um, there's still a lot more content coming. The next episodes could be heavy. Like I said, I, I feel like this one was um, kind of a filler episode. Um, not really anything major. But we did get a Wakandan cameo from Ayo. Um, when they're walking to go see this... Uh, this friend of Zemo's, another friend of Zemo's, um, very popular guy, uh, you know, Bucky can hear, uh, you know, I'm, I'm guessing it was on a different frequency, he could hear those little Wakandan beads, and so he was picking one up, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna take a walk, and then, you know, he's following them out to the alleyway, and he's like, you know, I know you're here, you know, what's, like, you know, what's up? And so Ao shows up, and she's like, "I'm here for Zemo," and you hear the Wakandan theme song. So you know that great callback to the beginning, when Sam was like, "Do you think the Wakandans forgot about you know what Zemo did to Team to, to King T'Chaka? Um, you know, I'm sure they would have wanted their revenge or to take him into custody because I mean, the fact that he was in custody was like, okay, great, you know, you have him, but then you know you broke the guy out, man. So I don't know. There was a lot. Like I said, I feel like there was a lot going on with this one, but I'm excited to see episode four, um, see what the series is going to have, you know, all together, and where the series is going to lead into for the MCU, you know, um, are we going to get like a Falcon, you know, as Captain America movie after this, or, or is it going to lead into the Eternals, but of course we have the Multiverse of Madness coming, 
So everything right now could tie into that. Um, we'll see, especially with Loki coming out. Um, we had the trailer coming out today, and um, that was interesting. So we might might do a podcast on that. But, you know, I won't ramble in your ear anymore. Um, it's been great talking to you guys. We really missed you guys. And I hope to have you guys continue these conversations with us. Give us a shout-out. You know, find us on TikTok. Find us on YouTube. Um, and just let us know what you think. You know, let's let's have those conversations. Let's, let's talk about comics and movies and video games. And, um, you know, we just had King Kong make $48 million in the U.S. market for uh, theaters, which was great that they finally opened up, especially here in San Antonio. They finally opened up theaters back in San Antonio, which was good to see. And, um, you know, I think the next big thing coming out is going to be Mortal Kombat. And so, well, which got pushed back, I think, by a week. But still... We're making progress. Just remember, guys, we're all in this together. Wear your mask. If you can, please get vaccinated. Take care of your families. Take care of yourselves. Stay healthy. Have a good night.